You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, Mike, fuck you. Hey, man, don't use that kind of tone. <laughs> fuck you, man. Hey, hey man. I'm playing, dude. Hey, man. Hey, man. I don't play. Hey, man. That's the one, number one thing you need to know. Hey, listen, dude, listen, dude. I can be your best fucking friend, or I can fucking kill you. I'll you fuck you up, man. Those two hey, things. man, we don't fuck around down here. I'll be your best fucking friend. I'll be your best fucking friend, but if you... If you even imply that you don't like my mama, I will fucking stab you. Man, you say one word on Sheila. One fucking word on Sheila, boy. I will take out, I will unscrew a bar tap. That a Bud Light bar tap, and I will beat you to death with it. I'm like a, I'll bite like a snake. Or I'll be your best fucking friend. I remember one time in uh, Denison, Texas, uh, which is the neighboring, the twin city of Sherman, mm-hmm. Texas. Um, we everybody would drag Main Street, which is what a lot of people in Hick towns do because there's yeah, nothing yeah. else to fucking do. We did that and in Denton. We were like thrash metal. Not we. They did it. In they, Denton. We were thrash metal kids, so yeah. we weren't into like. Regular heavy metal. Yeah. We, I, I love it now, but we were like thrash metal kids. Yeah, yeah. And this guy was listening to Judas Priest real loud. I love Judas Priest now. I yeah. do. Didn't like him then. And we were talking shit about Judas Priest. And that dude fucking stopped it and he looked at us and he goes, Hey, don't you say a word against Priest, Jack. Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Zach Zach and Mike, Mike Make, Make Three. three. I wish yeah. you could sing everything in the same after that long uh, intro. Uh, this is Zach and Mike Make Three podcast where we ask our guests three things. It could be three things that they like or they do or they like. Uh, or they they like like it a lot. They like it a lot. Uh, do you like do you, hey do you like him or do you like 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 him? Do you I like to do like. Him. We uh we're we're two guys that play in bands. You probably I don't know if you've heard of our bands. Maybe you haven't. Um, but you know what? You can Google it. How about that? Gargoyle. Gargoyle. Uh, you could gargoyle it. How about that? Um, and today, um, we have a really really awesome cool episode, and this is with Stephen Edgerton from the Descendants. Yeah. Who this podcast I, was taped a little ways back. Yeah, uh, actually, a while back. Uh, so. Many, uh, many things have changed since you hear this. We kind of get into it, but it is kind of a fun little time capsule about what was going on back then. Yeah, we might call it uh, back on my bullshit because for yep. a brief period, uh, we went through a weird phase where we were calling this podcast back on my bullshit. That's a was, whole different podcast now. It was an awkward phase for us, man. We were growing. Yeah, we took us a while to figure out this podcast. Mike's balls hadn't dropped. <laughs> Mike, no, Mike, they had. They just hadn't started shaving them yet. Uh, hey. <laughs> um, hey man, uh, somebody hey told man, me, what? Hey man, somebody told me you write lyrics and you sing in a band, and dude, I got riffs, man, but I don't have a guitar, so check it out. Like, what do you got with that, man? What if there is, what if there is like that was like the story of like how the Rolling Stones got together? Like, I was just <laughs> was waiting for the train, and Mick came up to me and just says. I've been thinking about something that sounds like this. 
And then that's why they're like the greatest songs I've ever written. Or that's what it, what it'd be funny if it was something even like more like Baroque, like Jeff Lynn or so. Like, I don't well, that's, know. That's uh, now, 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 now. That's just how everybody writes the riff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so back to Stefan. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, like the descendants, I was a dork. I had crushes on girls. No one liked me. And I had been into thrash metal and metal and all that stuff. And my brother and I were into punk. We're way into punk. But then this band didn't sound like anyone to the point where it we were so sort of in, uh, encompassed with it and into it that we started a band to rip them off. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, Hackfish was, we solely wanted to be the descendants and we idolized everything they did down to the like painting our gear gray and trying to get their equipment. And, and somehow we ingratiated ourselves to them by punishing them and just like you gotta like us you know yeah that normally does not work too <laughs> like work. i've never i don't I mean maybe i haven't had people that intensely uh want to emulate anything i do but i usually get a little freaked out when people come I'm at me with that kind of intensity and you know looking back on it now i was 16 and stefan's only like 10 years older than me so i mean he was only like 26 you know at that yeah. point he's this sage wise you know guy but I mean, he was a kid too, you know? And so they kind of took us under their wing and taught us everything we knew and then recorded our records. Stefan and Bill recorded the Hackers records and then started my sort of long career with them. But I mean, I don't think there's anyone that says they listen to punk rock that hasn't had a descendants phase, doesn't love the descendants. No one goes. Yeah, I, I actually got into them a little bit later, but, but still they're like a, yeah, they're a, a foundational uh checkpoint i think Absolutely. if you are really invested in this genre which is a kind of gross way to say <laughs> being into yeah. punk invested in the genre oh, but, but, i'm corporate now you know what though I, I i i i buy and sell people like you every fucking day Ooh, the, the mic wears prada <laughs> <laughs> uh, um well, so I guess, you know, without uh, much, much ado or much bullshit, uh, we can get into this, but it is just a really important episode for us. Well, for me, as now that he's my buddy, which is crazy to say, it's, I also, you know, I, I still freak out when he texts me. I'm still like, oh man, Stephanie Nugent texted me. Um, yeah, I freak out when you text me. Well, that's a big deal, man. And, huge. <laughs> Can't get you know, over it. <laughs> and like, and, and I mean, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. That you proud of you. Proud of me for meeting you. Yeah, man. I'm proud of you that you made the friendship and I'm proud of you that you're doing a pretty good job with it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, you don't know what that means to me. <laughs> I mean, you could definitely be voted off the island at any point. And if you fuck around, don't think that that's not going to happen. I don't I don't I don't know what that I don't know what that phrase means because I don't watch TV. Hey, Mike, don't fuck around. It's a point. OK. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yes. Yes, sir. Um, so anyway, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to uh, our podcast. We've had things are going we, good. They're only getting better. We've had th people that we haven't talked to in years reach out to us and say hey, we love they love this podcast and um, they're streaming the whole thing and they're, you know, binging it and stuff. So that's just that's just awesome. So we'll we'll keep doing this if you keep doing that. Um, you got anything at the, up at the top of the hour here, Mike? Nah, man, other than I'm um, doing another podcast called the International News Service that's real dumb and silly. And I, I think that 
I think people will like it. It's called International News Service. And uh, man, me and Zach have been working on a new video for a band that we're in. With friend of the podcast, TV's Daniel. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll have that out real soon. You grew your hair out, which is a big mm-hmm. step, and I think it looks just gorgeous. Thank um, you. You're pretty, pretty little, pretty little thing, you. That's what I say to myself. You do in the mirror. You're a pretty little thing, you. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, guys. Well, let's get into this podcast, Mike. Let's get into this podcast, Mike. Let's get into you later. How about mm, that? Yeah, I'm fascinating. You are fascinating. We'll interview uh, you one more time. Uh, so everybody sit back, check it out. This is Stefan Edgerton from everyone in the world, or at least should be everyone in the world's favorite punk rock and roll band, The Descendants and All. Uh, he also had a band called The Masker Guys, which I think is the funniest name of a punk band. The what? What was it? The Massacre Guys. <laughs> the Massacre Guys. <laughs> it's the greatest name of a punk band. And unfortunately, we don't talk about it. I should have asked him about that. So sit back. Uh, check out Stefan. We do. We don't take no mess here, and God don't make no junk. God don't make no make joke. No junk. No, no junk. No funk. No funk. No funk. No we no do love junk. funk. We do love the funk. We do love funk here. Uh, our, our guest today is Stefan Edgerton. Um, he, I mean, if you know who we are, then you definitely fucking yeah, know. Probably. You should know who this guy is. Um, he because it because you know us through our pornography, and you definitely know <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> yeah. Is, Adventure, yeah, his his adult films. Yeah, yes. uh, oh, and he plays guitar in the Descendants. Oh, and, and the yeah, Descendants. this is a backup. Uh, if you're a Descendants fan like I am, I mean, I I don't, I can't underplay. And Stefan and I have talked much about. It. I met Stefan when I was 16 years old uh, because I punished him because uh, I went to his band. So he had a similar kid. experience that we all do with he, you. Yeah, basically, exactly. <laughs> uh, where I just didn't shut up and talk to and just made him like my band. And uh, so that's been since I was 16. That was, God, I'm 46 now. 16. Wow. Crazy. That's I mean, yeah, it was, it was 91 when I met you and you took us under your wing. And I, was, I thought it was earlier than that. It could have been. I guess it can't I mean, have been because like, you weren't 12. I know that much. I, I was not much older. And Get you guys there. took us under your wing. You produced our records. We became you know family and and art to this day and you're That's seriously a long time it's a long time it's weird because i'm time. only 22 and i have rock hard abs and captain america titties yeah so i don't really know what it's like to be old like that well you will one day my friend day and you'll you be and you will thank your stars and goddess that you know someone like like this man here uh What's so a, what what does that mean stop thank your stars and guards. i don't what know i mean we're mean? we're fucking dirt hick Fucking curtain. There you go. Thank the good Lord gave you course life. <laughs> he can do the deepest that voice that like that. it's the best. Uh, the Sherman, Texas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, see, Mike, well, yeah. Mike is Denton. So he's Denton. like oh, we're yeah. I'm Sherman, same. he's Denton. And when I yeah. do, when I do a hick, of course it goes up and it goes to like my grandmother, mom, like, you know, Zachy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I made you some biscuits. Um, and then Mike does that. <laughs> So anyway, back on my bullshit. Our bullshit. <laughs> uh, now back to the bullshit. Getting off subject. Awesome. So. so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this is Stefan Edgerton from the Mighty Mighty Descendants and uh, all. Uh, hi, Stefan. Hello. Thank you for yeah. thank you for doing this. Uh, thank you for doing everything. Thank you for basically giving me a career. Honestly, I'm not yeah. kidding. Uh, I mean, 
To the extent that, that I've been able to help you, you were a worthy recipient of any help I was able to give. Definitely. If you're Thank handing you out much. careers, I'll gladly take one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could use one of those. Yeah. Well, right now, it, 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 uh, you know, I mean, we're, I mean, the world is fucked. So we're, you know, so we're, yeah, you know, yeah. We're, we're, I think all of us are kind of like, okay, so, you know, we're on tour. I guess it's time to, you know, maybe get a job at Home Depot. Oh, yeah. I guess, you know, I feel like, I, I I will I think the goal overall of this podcast well I think the goal overall of this podcast is to kind of keep things evergreen so it's not so much topical but in this moment right now we are a week out from an election uh, and I it's it's hard for me like no matter what happens and I want a very specific thing to happen I I want Trump to not be around anymore but like either way like there's gonna be even worst case scenario. The amount of time that I'm spending worrying about the future, either way, like the anticipation and the uh, yeah. is so it's like taking up so much hard drive space in my brain ball. And there's not listen, there's only like six gigs up there. There's not much. Yeah, this is a limited it's like deal here. Yeah. Yeah. I can no, that's how I feel. That's that's I'm with oh, you. Oh fuck, man. Yeah, no, it it's yeah, it's it's weird, and and you know, I was talk, I was I was talking, I can't remember who I was talking with this about, but I'm okay. So I turned fifty six a couple months ago. Don't look at everybody that I know in my age group, probably at least from my world, came to politics pretty late. You know, we yep. weren't. I wasn't. I wasn't smart. I wasn't educated. I'm still not smart or educated, but like I'm. You know, now I'm I'm attempting to play catch up because I I yeah. I don't think I thought it mattered because I didn't think it could get so fucked. You know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. You know, you you think well, okay, we got checks and balances in place. Nothing's really going to get that. You know, we're not going to just you know totter over. Well, here we are, and and like I mean, wow. I I mean, sometimes I've wondered, and I mean, I you know, I was around through Reagan. Like I used to bitch about that stuff. I had a punk band in 1980. You know, in the 80s. I mean, we totally. bitched about all that stuff. So. And it was nothing like this. I mean, you know, I, I mean, awful as, as some of the presidents we've had have been, it, 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 this couldn't have been even, you know, foreseen. It, you, you would know that George Bush at least had some compassion for other human beings. Maybe he yeah, didn't yeah. relate to anything in the same world, him and I, but like, it wasn't like he just was devoid of human interaction or connectivity. Yeah, sure. And that's the part of it that makes this all so weird. You just go, who thought to let a guy in, you know, who we, we before he ever had a fucking show before he, when he was just like a guy who had a gold toilet in time magazine or whatever, you could still tell that this guy was just completely not, you know, yeah, like, it was a total piece of shit. Yeah. I yeah, think, just you know, was, what you're you know saying. and, and, and this is a guy who bankrupted a casino. How does a guy even do that? And yeah. so this is, you know, I mean, he's, and we're going to hire this guy to do this. And so as it, as it has dragged on and we go, wow, here's a dude who has just no compassion, maybe a little bit for like his family, I guess, but that that's it, you know, going forward, I think, you know, no matter what, whether, no matter what kind of agreement or disagreement you might have with people about, you know, policy ideas or how we get from point A to point B, 
compassion is, you know, com- compassion for other humans is baseline one. If we don't have that, we're nothing. We're nowhere. You know, yeah. that's been the weirdest. That's the weirdest part of all this. I, and so I, like I, Joe Biden's not the first guy I would be picking for this far from sure. it. But, yeah. fuck, you know, I mean, he's a human man with a fucking, you know, with right. some love in him and some give a shit about the world and people, <laughs> you know. So anyway, sorry. Actively dancing to songs while there's a pandemic. I think Trump would stab any one of his family members in the face if he could just get like an extra I don't know, $100,000. Like, it wouldn't even be that much money. It's the most, you know, you, you think, like you, like you were saying about Bushes and, and, and Reagan, it's like, you know, they were kind of gross in that they were trying to, like, only kind of help out their friends and their side. Like, Trump has no side. It's just him and everyone else. And, oh, we're just all so Well, I, I, think, I, I do think going forward, we won't let our guard down as, you know, the public and as far as, like, you know, Speaking for three of us, we're all, you know, Democratic voters. Um, I don't think any, you know, we, we, after eight years of Obama, everybody was, you know, there's no way this guy's going to be elected. And then he does. And now hopefully the numbers we're seeing at the polls this time is meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's a reaction to that. It makes me fucking like long for a regular Republican, if that's what we're going to have to deal with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, okay. I've I've said to people, like, you know, I I mean, again, you know, came down to like policy things where I could strongly just go, no, this is, this is not, this doesn't make any sense to me. You know, policy of of somebody like, you know, Nixon or whatever, you know, but I mean, this guy isn't a conservative. I can understand why somebody, you know, there there are elements of a conservative viewpoint that one, you know, one can go hmm, smaller government. I don't know, maybe, yeah, sure. we can talk yeah, about yeah. that. You know, there 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 are things, you know, there's discussion to be had, or or you know, fiscally uh, reasonable thought. But this that this guy isn't a conservative. He's not even that. If he, you know, yeah. uh, he's nothing. It's wild. It's wild well, that we thought that was going to make sense in America. And so anyway, the, that's what the new Descendants single is all about, is that. We were like, this guy? That's and, why I geniusly tied it into that. There you go. Uh, <laughs> everyone listening, uh, who, uh, if, if you're listening, the chances are you are a Descendants fan, because everyone in the world is or should be. They have an EP out. Uh, it's got this this week, correct? Yeah, it, it just week. came out called Suffrage. Yeah. Yeah, Suffrage. Yeah. Suffrage. yeah. yeah. And, so, and, you know, a couple of songs that, you know, we're taking some, you know, I, I mean, we're... We're taking some shots, you know. I mean, we're, we're fifty, we're fifty-six, fifty-seven years old. We can do that. <laughs> I guess. Is that on? Uh, is there a physical vinyl single, or is it just a digital thing? So far, I think it's digital, but I, I don't think there's anything pressed. I think it's like in kind of a pre-order state at this. Yeah, point. yeah, yeah. But, cool. you know, it's mixed and just kind of out there floating around. Finally, you know. Yeah, just oh, I think yeah. yesterday. <laughs> Everybody check that out. So because of the current state, we've, you know, we've done a few episodes now and everybody's kind of picking what three things have been getting them through this current state. And for anyone unfamiliar with our podcast, we were sick of the regular conversational podcast where you take somebody like Stefan and you just ask him about his career. He's talked about his career a thousand times. I've talked about mine. Mike's talked about his. We thought, let's navigate this in a different way. So we just asked people 
what are your three things? And that could be your three favorite records. It could be your three favorite movies. It could be the three things that are getting you through pandemic now. The three um, favorite things you like about me. Or about Mike Weeby. Uh, that's my favorite subject. That's mine too, actually. Vote <laughs> for me! So, so uh, Stefan, would you want to do that? Do you want to do what's been getting you sure. through all this crazy bullshit? We can okay. do that. We can do that. Let's, that's... Uh, let's start with your thing number one. Thing number one. Well, thing number one uh, is, I mean, this sounds like I'm, I'm doing an advertisement. I don't mean it to sound like that, but it is getting me through this live. So, and they are this, paying this you to say We had planned on, Descendants had planned on taking few, fewer shows by quite a big stretch so that we could work on a new record. Um, and of course, you know, that, that really came, uh, it came in handy that we weren't going to be taking that many shows cause we didn't have as much to cancel, but, um, you know, we're, we are working on the record. And so we've had, you know, more time to devote to that, that, that has been keeping me, you know, mentally connected and afloat in some yeah. way, you know, that's well, probably, that's probably the first, you know, that's the first thing as far as something I'm doing. Um, well, what what does that look like? The way you guys write music together. What what's your what's your uh, workflow, as the corporations would say? But like, how do you guys write together? Well, the the first the, the way we've sort of always done it is by and large, everybody kind of you know we have four writers in the band. Everybody contributes mm-hmm. usually about the same amount to the records, and. And so each of us will write our stuff, do quick demos in whatever ways suit us, and then just kind of hand them off to the other dudes. And, you know, everybody will give opinions back and forth and change things around. Uh, Pretty often I'll go up and record drums. Uh, Carl is not as much of a, like, Pro Tools-y sort of a guy or a recording engineer sort of a guy, so Bill will usually record him. I record myself. I've been doing that, you know, whether I was in the same state as those guys or not. I've been doing it that way for years. Let me stop you there. I remember when we were doing Rock City Land. No, it was when we were doing the second Hackfish record, and you were recording. You guys were recording Everything Sucks in the next room pretty much simultaneously, so we did those two, and it was amazing at the blasting at that time because we were we were all kind of just it was just blasting a big, room recording studio in yeah, uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. Fort Collins, Colorado that Bill does. Yeah, and uh, and I just remember you recording yourself, and you would uh, lean over, and that's when we all were recording on tape, and you would lean over and hit the re- you know record, and then <laughs> lean back and start playing. Dive <laughs> right into it. I just used to watch you for hours doing that. You just boom and get at it. It was great. <laughs> like one take the entire fucking song, and then yeah, yeah. And went on to the next. Well, it's, it's you know, so that's kind of what I'm doing here. I can do it in the basement. Milo has a setup in his basement. Um, you know, with a good mic and a good, you know, good, good equipment, but just shrunk down to just a couple of channels enough for him to do what he needs to do. And, and so, you know, and then we kind of send that all up to the blasting room and let her rip. So, uh, you know, there's, there isn't a lot of like practice room stuff going on because we usually will just sort of get together. We sometimes we'll like FaceTime or we'll do whatever to sort of, you know, 
talk. And Bill to really likes to Bill really likes to rehearse, even for one show. Absolutely. You now, for that part of it, those guys, you know, when we're doing shows, Bill and Carl, they practice together all the time. They practice with recordings of me. They record, but they've, they do it with, uh, sometimes with our pal Grover, uh, you know, filling on guitar. Yeah, Zach's they, done it before, actually. Yeah. You know, I did so. it for three, three months. You guys were doing Fun, Fun, Fun Fest. And it was because Devo had canceled. And right. so that was sort of the impetus to get you guys back together. It was 2011. And, uh, Bill just asked me one day, he was like, we were recording, Rise Against was recording, we had just gotten there, and he goes, hey, so you know, like, our, our set, right? And I was like, well, yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, kind of. It's like, you know, my favorite band. Well, you got, like, Stefan can't make rehearsals, so you're going to have to rehearse with us tomorrow at, like, 8 a.m. And it was 8 till noon, and then my guys would show up and we would record the Rise Against record, and we did that for three months. To get yeah. ready for one show. And I was so punch drunk by it. I'd be like, hey, Bill, I messed that part up, but I'll have it by the show. And he'd be like, Zach, you're not doing the show. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. I forgot, I forgot. God, it was so funny when we got up for that show, too, because, you know, we we ended up like, oh, you know, you were probably practicing for the for the Australian shows. And then see what happened was, so they, they, we got offered these three Australian shows. We hadn't done shows, you know, Bill had been out of commission with his, you know, with his yeah. brain, his leg, you know, his, I mean, his, uh, his pulmonary embolism, he'd been out of commission with all of that stuff. Milo was working and the band was just, you know, not really happening. Well, Bill was back to being functional post-surgery and we got an offer to go play these three shows in Australia. And, and so it sort of was like, oh, yeah, let's do this. It's been a long time. Bill's back. You know, everyone was kind of stoked that he was, you know, that, that things had gone as well because they may have gone, you know, real bad and they didn't. So we were like, yeah, let's fuck get together and play these shows. Well, then, and I think that's what you must have been practicing for because that was, we had a long time, you know, uh, before those were going to happen. But the Fun, Fun, Fun show, they hit us up 10 days before we were supposed to do it. Maybe that I was a no way of coming to the thing of, of practicing. I couldn't just bail and go practice. And so we yeah, literally walked on the stage at fun, at fun, fun, fun. We hadn't, we're just looked at each other. And I mean, we'd all practiced individually. We're sure, just like, sure. ready guys. <laughs> you know, everybody feel yeah. like they practiced enough. Jim and I flew to Austin for the show because we were recording. And you might be right. And then after that, I don't remember how the timeline worked, but I do remember you had sent yourself playing guitar to a click. Yes. And so we would, we would, sometimes we would have you and me going like two guitars. So we hear like the pop, 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 and then go into the song, you know, and we're, and we're playing with you, you know, so me that's, and you are able to, I'm able to buddy up with you and stuff. Which Yeah, I'm, that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. I've been that's trying so to play funny. like I was a kid anyway. So it's fun to, it's fun to try. Um, yes. Yeah, so that's been, that's been like, you know, that's kind of the first thing I guess for me. You know, just to keep yeah. the flow. What about you guys? We oh. kind of been doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, we've like been... Drax? There was a chunk a while there where we were just sending each... Yeah, Dracula stuff. We would just kind of... And a lot of it was like... I've, I've never been a guy to write on a computer until all this. So this is kind of the first time I've ever kind of demoed stuff. So that's been healthy. I think, good. We, I think we have... a maybe not an entire record, but what is the makings of another record, which I'm pretty proud of. And, you know, Mike and I immediately sort of 
put each other in the quarantine bubble. You know what I mean? So we yeah. were like, uh, we, we, there's no way we can not, you know. And then we yeah. started this. We started this podcast as well to have another sort of creative outlet and to, to do something awesome. here. But yeah, it's it's been great. So we come up here once, twice a week, work on music, work on this podcast, whatever it might be. So we interviewed each other. And by here, too. he means a sex dungeon. The sex dungeon. Yes, the sex dungeon. Um, Above ground yeah. sex dungeon. Dungeon. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's your your first. So you've been recording. Uh, you've at least been able to focus. Was well, on... a whole Descendants record? A full? Yeah. One? So well, there's yeah, and, and I mean it, it's it's taking. It takes us kind of a long time. We're not fast about it, really, which which for me is always hard because I'm I'm not a patient man. So I, <clears throat> if I had my way, I'd be doing the you know I'd be like Robert Pollard. You know, I'd have a new record out every like yeah. three months, you know, or something sure. like that. That's just what I'm like. But that doesn't you know we the band has never done it that way. And really, writing shitloads of songs is new for me. That's been the last five, six, seven years. Yeah. I, so, I will. I will so, you know, we we have a lot of songs, but we still have a lot more to go, you know, to record and finish before we're like can kind of take that and call it down into a record. You know? As as your buddy, I will say right there, you hit this creative um, uh, epiphany where. You know, you and I have always shared songs. I've sent you demos and like, this is what I'm working on and stuff. And you've always done that to me too. But then we sort of challenged each other because we, neither one of us were lyric guys. And you were yeah. like, and I, you were like, okay, let's both write lyrics, which I never did. I would send you like my own demos of me going, no, 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 you know, like whatever. And then you sent me one that was great lyrics, you singing, vocal melody, you playing all drums, bass, guitar. And it was fucking great. And then you sent me like, 30 more and they were all really good really good well, it wasn't a nice and I was like, you just fucking showed me up and one you? of them was wap wet ass pussy well, i mean and he you sold it to Cardi b and megan and I'm rolling right now. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah well, Congrats on that. Jesus. I, I did have a weird little period there. That was really strange. Well, it dried up, but it was great. I, I wrote <laughs> I wrote um, 50 songs in the course of like, I don't know, three, four months, six months. Somebody, some, pe- some people have it was whole stupid. It just came like that, and then it just went. And now I can write like a part here and there or whatever, but. Some gotta just out. grab that fucking surf uh, that wave when that wave comes. That's exactly what it was like. And I, I had a good. I talked I to a, a few friends who said that that's what happens. Like they said, yeah. that's what you do. It, it happens like that. You get and then you. I would. I couldn't sleep. I was just going, 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 and it was just falling out of me. I was going, what the fuck? Some people's and entire then, career is fifty songs. You know what I mean? You, you got to think about like well, that too. And I, I would say of the fifty I wrote, probably only you know, it, let's say that. If if half of them are are pretty good, well then then that's that would be cool. You know what I mean? A lot of them aren't that good. I mean, of you course, also have that but, that that Dave Grohl thing where Stefan is better than most drummers, and, uh, and all he Stefan had you know he is yeah, the guitar yeah, player. Yeah. He is the the most legendary punk rock guitar player. Everybody's idol. But you're also better than most drummers in playing professionally in bands right now as well. Which you play guitar, so of course you play. You can play basses. You have that at your facility, so it's just this yeah. like if you have an idea, you're able to go and Absolutely. just make it all and sound great. Make something out of it and just see what right. it's like. Like and that very and, and so I've spent a bunch of time doing that. And then I guess you know so that's that's kind of been 
part of my pandemic, my pandemic experience. So that was your thing number one. So your thing number two. Thing number two. Go for it. What's, what's your All right. number two? Thing number two is is um, board games. Okay. I'm not a big board game fan. And my son Felix, he's 16. Felix is not necessarily a big board game fan. He's 16. But Natalie and Sophie, um, Natalie's my wife and and Sophie's my 19-year-old daughter. They they both love board games. And you know, so Felix and I were like, yeah, okay, well, you know, we're stuck here all of us. So, yeah, okay, we'll start playing board games. And so we got super into it and actually like I think, you know, now Felix and I are kind of converts. So we've been real heavy on board games around. What's your poison? The poison is Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride. It's a tight game. It's good. And then Catan. See, I don't know either one of these. Uh, That Catan's real popular, but I've never played it. What is the deal with the Settlers of Catan? Settlers of Catan. Settlers, yeah. Settlers of Catan. That's correct. Settlers of Catan. And and so you... I mean, God, this is going to just sound so, so fucking, so nerd. exactly what this podcast is about. It's so you've got this setup with these little kind of hexagons that you you put to you put them together in fairly random orders, and you'll have like ore and sheep and logs and um, what else is it? There's wheat. There's so there's a few things that you collect, and there's a system by where you roll dice and it's like, oh, you got a six. Okay, well, this number six, that means that you get some ore because you've set up a little settlement over here on this spot. And eventually you're trying, you're you're collecting enough wheat and bricks and logs and shit to like build a little settlement. And then eventually like kind of monopoly, you'd like turn that into an actual city over time. And and then there's this robber who comes in and he tries to like take all your shit or, you know, prevent you from getting stuff done. And it's actually fucking super fun. It's that really, sounds awesome. It's, oh, it's, 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 it's like, like, really, like we have spent so much time in my family. Like the four of us have played those two games. I mean, untold hours. And it's been actually super good for the mental health part of this kind of a thing, which is for sure, you know, a, a reality. Yeah. My daughter was supposed to go off to college. She can't. My son's got, you know, really good bros. He can't see any of them. You know, it's just, we're just stuck yeah. here. Like, sorry, kids, like your lives are just fucking. You know, on, on, on the flip side of that, I have a friend, uh, you might know him, uh, John Dunlady, who is, who is our um, uh, road manager for Rise Against. Um, his son uh, is matriculating in uh, England, so he had to quarantine for two weeks, but he started class over there, you know, he went over there and quarantined for two weeks before when he got there and started school. Went for it. Yeah, he went for it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Wait, what was, the, what was the other board game, the first one you were The other about? board game is Ticket to Ride. And okay. Ticket so, well, to Ride, with Ticket to Ride, you, you, um, uh, that's a combination sort of a card card game um and you're you're working your way across a map of the u.s there's there's other ones there's european ones too but you're you know through the one that we've been playing the most you're working your way across across the u.s different cities uh you've got these little plastic trains and you're kind of like you know you you get cards and um 
you sort of work your way over, but you might, you know, if somebody gets to that road first, you're not going to get to it and then you can't go there. It's right. It's, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty fucking good time. Are they both? That's seriously been my, my thing is that. And, and are they and, both like games that take days to play like really no, long? No, no hour, you know, hour, hour and a half at most. Yeah. And, and, and and puzzles, puzzles. We do a lot of, we do jigsaw puzzles. We do puzzles. We do puzzles too. And sometimes, and not like that because you kind of, I find myself like you'll stop it. And then the rest of the day, the next day, you're sort of thinking about, you're thinking about it. You know what I mean? We did like a, a, a superhero puzzle, which my my wife is not into superheroes, but like I am because I'm fucking, you know, die in the world door. And uh not me though. I'm cool. Yeah, Mike's cool. Yeah, Mike and, uh, might have it. Yeah. And Mike's tough. He, he's yeah. like he's got muscles and stuff. Yep. Um there's leather. Uh-huh. Oh, dude, he's tall. You know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's tall, rides a motorcycle. I can kick how high? Very high. Very high. <laughs> real um, high. Real fucking real high. But that fucking thing took us like a month to complete it, you know. There is a weird there's like such a weird thing cuz I I've done puzzles um over the quarantine too and occasionally like finally like cracking this piece that leads away to a bunch of pieces there's such a weird zen to it it really it's is. absolutely i love it i love it no i do too it's funny my son has a really weird way to do it my son thinks that it, it i don't know where he got this idea but i've i've never heard of anything like this he doesn't like to reference the picture what? Like take the piece. Yeah, fuck. This guy takes the pieces and he's looking at them and he's figuring out where they go one at a time. He's looking at the pattern, trying to match it against color sizes. It's wild. Whoa. And he actually he'll come in pretty often. He's just kind of passing through. He's not as quite as puzzly as my wife and I. He'll he'll cruise in and he'll be he'll just kind of come in and just boom 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 put down five six pieces. He doesn't even he doesn't even know what he's working on and then he just walks. Through. There, there is something wow, that's so badass. Like that kid is your son. He looks at things in a different way. You, you, you are who you are because you know you came up in that era of like brilliant punk rock guitar players where your peers were like Greg Ginn or Stanley or Brian Baker or whoever it might have been, where everybody was doing their own thing. Billy Zoom, sure. um, and you looked at it in a very, very different way. You know, you could have done any solo, but you did these. You know if you had a piece of music, it was going to sound like you. And that was a really hard, difficult thing to do. I think your son's the same way. And who knows what he's going to, what his field is going to be. Maybe it's music. Maybe, you know, who knows? Drawing. Drawing. Well, there you go. 16 is a precarious age. You're still sort of figuring it out. That's true. That's true. But he, he, you know, the thing that's just kind of comes naturally to him is drawing, which is. We'll see. There you go. So I knew it was going to be. He's getting real good at it. It's kind of like the X-Men, and this is, again, Mike doesn't know anything because he's super cold and doesn't like uh, 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 superheroes. I just like cigarettes. But Mike's getting cigarettes. Superheroes or cigarettes? I'll take Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, with the X, if you were a mutant, your parents were a mutant, you were a mutant, and your powers weren't the same. You had a different power. But you were also a mutant because they were a mutant. So it's like, I feel like you being who you are, your son was going to be something creative. Maybe not a musician. You know what I mean? But he was going to be able to have that thing where he sort of approached things in a different way. He does look at everything completely different from, from everybody, from, from the rest of us. And even in, even different from how I look at everything. And so it, it, it's, I love watching that. It's fascinating where my, my daughter is more like straight up, just, you know, gnarly workhorse. My son is, is more like, you know, he, he just, 
you'd be like, whoa, you looked at it that way. That's badass. That's right. you look at it, I never would have thought of that. It's cool. That's, like, awesome. that, that's, that's you know, that's the fun stuff. So, so yeah, that's, that's, um, that's number, that's number two on my, on my, we're, 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 we're cruising through this. We, we got to get you somewhere in like 15 minutes. So, uh, oh, we're, two. we're doing okay. We're all right for a few. Yeah. Okay. So let's, uh, that's your thing. Number two. So now, we are going on recording, which is a huge number one. You've you've you're recording a fucking Descendants record, which the world's waiting here, including me. And now uh, we have board games. So what's what, what do you got for number three? Oh goddamn! It's the thing number three. My ice cream. Whoa! Now you you guys and I are able to have a conversation. I think I'm pretty sure I'm right about this that most people can't have because. I believe you guys have Brahms. We do oh, Brahms. yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. We have Brahms here, too, in Oklahoma. and Like the restaurant. Not everybody gets to have Brahms. Brahms yeah. is fucking righteous. Brahms is yeah. cool. Brahms is cool because, I mean, maybe I assume they do it the same way there. Like, in this city, the best dairy products you can get are at Brahms. Like, their milk is 24 hours from cow to store. You know, so, like, if you're, you know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. crazy. But they have, but like, so, so ice cream is my weakness and, and I'm, I'm, you know, I try to stay stoic in life and, you know, okay. Yeah. I'm, you know, I have a good life. I have a really great life. I have a fabulous family. I have, you know, a band of good dudes. I love, we don't even hate each other or nothing. We're all, you know, everything, everything is cool, but you know, anybody has cracks in their, in, in, you know, in their, in their thing. And, Mine manifest themselves in in usually like deep immersion into really stupid shows, really stupid, like the worst, like twenty four, yeah. that kind of thing, and and like copious amounts of ice cream. And well, so, you know what's weird? I was going to tell you, you look like you've lost weight. Not that you had weight to lose. You've never oh. been a bigger guy. <laughs> I, I definitely like. I've definitely been Zach, and yeah, it's you don't it, look I've like it at all. Pounding ice cream. I mean. It's, you know, this, this is, this, it's really like, there it is. There's, uh, his, see, he's, he's, he's not completely a hundred percent on it. Well, you know, you know, I my cannot brother. like go, okay. I, you know, like Bill is just kicking ass. Bill's, Bill's fucking, he's been mountain climbing, camping. He's lost a bunch of weight. He's yeah. eating really well. You know, him and him and Miles cruise off into, you know, with Mark yeah. Nagel up into the, up in the fucking mountains and shit. He's doing really yeah. well. Meanwhile, I'm just pounding fucking sugar. <laughs> Just eating sugar. And you know the best one is from Brahms. It's called it's called um, sea salt caramel cashew, and that sounds like what the fuck? No, that sounds good. That God sounds good. good. What's the fucking deal with sea salt? Sea salt makes everything so much better. Like sea salt is like <laughs> it's so weird. And why didn't we discover as a species sea salt until like I don't know, like 10, 15 years ago? Like yeah, now. Like- it's just this, this weird thing that we all get it suddenly, but I, I there definitely wasn't sea. I mean, I never saw sea salt when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I'm I on a sea salt anyway. diet. I sea salt. I eat it. <laughs> I sea salt. I eat it. That's that's that right. Uh, no, Brahms is an, is a thing, and if you haven't, it's definitely a hick thing. And I forget. Body from the Riverboat Gamblers. When I first met him, he was working at Brahms. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's definitely that right? a hick. Yeah, and see, yeah. you're you're in Tulsa now, so you feel our pain. So you're only three hours away, or two and a half hours away from where I was born and raised. Yeah, and I remember my grandmother and my grandparents. Like Brahms was where they went to eat pretty much every night. It was like, you know, Zachy, the best cheeseburgers are from Brahms. And uh, when I ate meat, see, you I go high. 
Mike goes low, you go high with the hit. I, I, like I go that. high, yeah. Mike goes, you Mike goes. The reason, the reason that the cows make such good ice cream is because they think Brenham is heaven. See, see, he goes low, and I go with the best, best uh, cheeseburgers I keep or uh, at Brahms. And so, so Brahms is a restaurant here. It's also a nice, I mean, everybody has Brahms in their groceries freezer i would think i think it's a nationwide thing but they don't have don't, the actual the restaurant i don't think it's the restaurant's only in the south, south i believe yeah like probably as far as oklahoma but i didn't think that i i didn't like there's no brahms in colorado no there's no brahms that's in true. kansas there's I've brahms seen in one on the way yeah on the way to wichita we have friends up near wichita that we go to see once in a while we pass brahms so i know they're there and i'm not really sure maybe maybe in arkansas i don't know maybe it's just a midwest thing maybe it's just a, mid- I think like it's from a midwestern Texas. thing and i guess for the rep for anybody out there in the u.s that would remember dairy queen it it might be like if dairy queen were fucking kick-ass yeah, <laughs> like, Dairy Queen is fucking disgusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Culver's is Culver's one that's like similar. They have ice cream and cheeseburgers yeah. and shit. I don't. I've never had that. There's there's a Culver's here. There's is one there? down the fucking really? street. Yep, there's one down the street from where we are right now. So, have you had any of? You know, there's kind of like an ice cream renaissance where there's all these like like. Like in in Dallas in Deep Elm, like right next to a club that the Dracos play all the time, uh, they have like this crazy like it's this thing where they take ice cream and then they like pound it out and then they like scrape it into these weird little like uh, I don't know how to describe it like these little funnels Ooh. and um, there's like this weird there's a spot in Austin that I always wanted to try but this was pre pandemic. Um, there's like alcoholic ice cream. Oh, some right. Kind of weird. That place has thing. black ice cream too. It's like carbon, and it's it's a black cone and black ice cream. That place. Was I forgot what the name of the. Was it? Harsh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying that. Yeah. That it looks like the good. whole thing was burnt, but it tastes great. But, but he's right. There's alcohol in it. Like you could get fucked up eating like a you ice, know, ice cream. Yeah. yeah, that's the pandemic level shit for me. Yeah, that's good. Totally. Yeah, yeah. But you I'm know, not, you know. I don't drink much, but what, you know, maybe my I'm brother, <laughs> yeah, yeah. my brother, Donovan Blair, he'll, he, this will make you feel bad. Like, cause he's such a fucking nut when it comes to shit. Like he, he hasn't curtailed his sweets intake, but he'll eat like a, a, a pint of ice cream or whatever. And then he'll do like 500 pushups immediately at the last bite. He just, and you know, like with not many stops, which he's in, he's burly, he's insane. But he will eat so, like a cool. That's awesome that he does. You know, the, the last many times I've seen Donnie, he had lost weight from when I knew him back in the hag. You know, back when we were doing those yeah. records, he, yeah. he he seemed like he. I mean, I know he wrote a book, and I mean, I know he's been really deeply involved in you know martial arts and so on, but. But he, I, I didn't, I, I figured he must've just gotten his diet fully like sussed out and he, he, that he didn't, that he didn't eat like bad shit. Like I did. No, he allows the sweets, but he's, he's, you know, I just don't eat sweets. He I love punches them. the sweets yeah, away. Basically. I love sweets. I just don't eat. He does. We both love them. Cause our fucking, you know, grant, my aforementioned grandmother just, you know, force fed him to us, but he'll still allow himself to do it. But then he like takes the guilt on and then he'll just, and just, I guess, work it out. We have wow. eating disorders different ways like you know we still <laughs> I, I just don't eat yeah I'm a, yeah, yeah, yeah i just don't Donnie, eat. Like, he fucking does but then he acts like <laughs> goes and runs 10 miles or whatever it is uh, that's so cool good for him fuck that you know he, he looks yeah. gnarly i mean he looks great he's in the he best looks great. every time i see him i'm like dude you're looking tight 
It's insane. I don't appreciate it. I'll yeah. Say that right now. I don't like people being in shape, and I definitely don't like people being in shape in quarantine. That's some bullshit. Zach's been getting in shape, and I'm not. I'm not happy with it. I'm not. No, I don't yeah. Good job. Yeah, you've are you been like actually like doing stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. You were. I've been jogging, and I've been. Uh, I took up biking, so like I'm biking 15 uh, yeah. miles a day, and stuff like that. It's good. It's good. I'm I'm definitely- to, I I keep telling myself, yeah, okay, I'm gonna get on the bike, and you know, and I've gotten out a few times and gone, and I and I've enjoyed it. It's been pretty fun, but but uh, well, then we got a puppy. I know that's kind of like a whole. Oh yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And so like you okay. know, I mean, his puppy, puppy. it's fucking all consuming. We got. He's a rescue. He's actually from close to you guys. We we came. We actually passed through Dallas to pick him up a little oh, ways sure. past you guys. Um, he's a rescue that came. There, um, I have a friend who's a dog trainer outside oh. of. He, he lives a little bit south of Dallas, and he knew this fella who who owns some acreage and people like to dump um, breeder dogs on this acreage. They just dump them down there. It's terrible. Yeah. And so this guy and, and some of his neighbors who also have other, you know, other acreage around there have kind of been rescuing these, these dogs. And so uh, one of the dogs that they rescued, which was from anything they could tell, a Springer Spaniel, um, had was turned out to be pregnant and just had this one puppy, um, which we came down and got. And so his name is Watson. And so to the best of our knowledge, he's he's got to be at least he's more than half Springer. He's got. Yeah. It. But but he doesn't look entirely like a Springer. So he may be like a Springer and Cocker Spaniel mix or a Springer and King Charles Spaniel. Or yeah. he's, he looks absolutely Spaniel. But um, and we have we've had Spaniels in the past. So so um, so that's kind of, you know. It's full That's on. It's like having a baby. I mean, he's fucking, you know, it's, it's like, you know, you're out. I mean, you don't have to yeah. deal with a diaper, but I mean, it's damn close. So he's I, every right now it's raining. It's like, you know, big chunks of Oklahoma are blacked out, you know? So, so I'm out in the yard, you know, in the freezing rain with my dog. As someone who's never had kids, I will say that having a dog is much harder than having kids. <laughs> I think, it, it's <laughs> I think I actually this dog is way harder than either of my kids. <laughs> my kids were as easy as pie. My kids were so easy. They're, I remember you know, having a, people are like, "Oh, you guys are great parents." Oh, fuck, these guys didn't. They didn't. They didn't put they us didn't through any of the shit that you know I put my mom through or whatever. Like that never happened. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. I had a puppy one time. We put him in a room and we had to leave and we came back and he had just backed his ass up against the wall and was just shitting in a pile up against the wall. And he shit like six times while we were gone. So it was just this pile. He just uh, kept doing it. Kept, uh, to his credit, he kept going to the same place. Where are you getting this shit? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that was a fourth thing. So now you got you have a fourth thing. So that was that's a that's a first. So yeah, first. sorry. I kind of I, 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 oh, you're good. I kind of snuck my puppy in there. You know, my little. Oh, puppy. you're good. That's a that's a. Fourth What's the puppy's thing. name? We didn't get the name. Watson. 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 I took a name. I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge, huge Sherlock Holmes fan. So oh, so um, I think it was my wife that was the one that was kind of like. Watson and I was like Watson, yeah, yeah, okay. Did you like the last Sherlock Holmes with the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock Holmes series? I thought that was cool. I thought I, thought I loved it. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I dug it. I liked it. I mean, but I, I love those stories. I love those stories. Arthur right. Arthur Conan Doyle's writing. I just love that shit. I've read those stories probably twenty times each. I'll bet. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Well, Steph. 
It's right at six, so it looks like we got you uh, at, at your... We got your ass! We got your yeah. ass. You're back. I'm going to go back on my bullshit. Back I'm gonna on go your ass, bullshit. Right? I'm going to go cook. No, I'm not. I'm probably going to go to Brahms. This is what I'm going to do. I'll bet you anything I'm going uh, to go to Brahms. Get that. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> Brahms. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that um, sounds pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for uh, having me, guys. Thank you for for being on the, the inaugural episode of Back on My the official, yeah, official first Back on My BOMB episode. Episode with and what better guest. And you know I love you. Hello and, to Donnie, uh, by the way. I, I will. I will. I think we're gonna have uh, my big yeah. brother on tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but uh love you, man. And love uh you too. thanks and without nice getting to you again, Mike, and, and we'll see you. Yeah, you know, great to see you. And out congrats there in the on the real world somewhere. Congrats yeah. on the EP and uh I always look forward to uh, our our chats. So let's do that again real soon and catch up. Absolutely. Sounds good. Tell the wife, have a good night. Tell the wife and family I said hello and I love them and everything. Please do the same. Tell the dog I said hi. All right. Mike says hi. <laughs> right. right on. All right. You guys take care. We'll see you soon. Bye. Take care, buddy. I just love that guy. How about that? How about him? I mean, what a nice fucking yeah. guy. Just no ego. And he fully could have one. There's those people that, you know, no one should have an ego. Nobody should be a dick because maybe they're talented or they've done things that are influential. But there's some people that, you know, if you met David Bowie and he was an asshole to you, you wouldn't mind because you'd be yeah, like, oh, he's yeah, David yeah. fucking Bowie. Yeah. And Stefan, for me, was like that. All the Descendants guys were like that. You know, they meant so much to me because, you know, frankly, they were dork. They were singing about dorks, you know, yeah. getting their hearts broken. And I was that dork getting my heart broken. I, I in junior high, man, it was kind of crazy. The first guy I knew my age is kid in junior high. I don't know who, I don't know who he got to go, but he got a Descendants tattoo on his forearm, which at the time, this is literally the 80s, was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, that was insane. To yeah. know anybody that just had a tattoo because now, of course, like Justin Bieber has full sleeves, but back yeah. then it was like it's it was bikers and, and felons. Sure. That was uh, bikers, felons, and, and army guys or marines had one tattoo on their bicep. And that was that was all of tattooing in my limited, but I think pretty accurate. Sure. So this kid rolls up and he's just got this giant Milo on his forearm. And I can't remember his name, but I knew that the Descendants were a punk band, but I hadn't I hadn't heard them. I'd seen their ads in Thrasher, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's cool!" And uh, I was like, "I've never heard them." And this was back before definitely you know any digital music. And he came and brought me a mixtape, and it had the Descendants on one side, and then a bunch of random stuff on the other side. It had some weird like acoustic versions of Sex Pistol songs okay. that really were, I guess, they, did they do some? Uh, yeah, it had uh, yeah. I Am an Anarchist yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, uh, acoustic. And yeah. it, I think it was original, but I've never... Anarchy in the UK. Anarchy in the UK. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not a Sex Pistols fan. I well, never have been. You know what? I was... I, like, I, rep, I understand their place sure. in, in all I have to this. admit, I was late. I, I also was late to the, to the punch of that... You know the record, appreciating. You know it's funny, Stefan. That is his favorite record. That is, I, I think, one of his top Never like three favorite. Never mind the bollocks. It's like his one of his favorite yeah. records of all time. And if you're appreciating it as a rock and roll record, like a yeah. Rolling Stones record, yeah. Then who are I, my maybe favorite band? Sure. Well, well, there you go. And I see it as that. But I, if you're, you know, when I was a kid, I was expecting fast, you know, yes. crazy punk yes. rock, and it wasn't that. It was more of a statement. And I heard. 
I, like, Descendants weren't the first punk band I heard. Uh, yeah. Like, it was definitely more like Misfits and Ramones. That was kind of my... So when I... By the, and by the time I got to... And then I get this tape. I know I just sunnied it real bad there. Uh, but then I get this tape that, uh, you know, one side is Descendants, which is fast and, sure. and kind of, you know, more lo-fi. But then that when I eventually heard... Uh, the Sex Pistols stuff, I was like, it's kind of, it's slower than yeah. Descendants. It's and, slower than The Misfits. And, I'm glad and it's like, it's it was it's kind of polished. I'm glad you bring that up because there was no way to understate, for, for us, my brother and I, we were guys that were nerdy about our instruments. And all of the myth and lore around The Descendants and what became all, you know, if nobody knows, Milo left and actually went to college. They got a new singer, which at the time was Dave Smalley, then Scott Reynolds, then Chad Price. They became all. Ooh, these, we should have Scott Reynolds on. We should definitely, and we yeah. could. So these were guys, and we were only getting, like, you know, gleaning this sort of information from, you know, punk fanzines, Maximum Rock and Roll, Flipside, and stuff like that, that they practiced eight hours a day, every day, without fail. They toured, you know, 11 months a year, constantly. They were just this work ethic. It was all about playing. It was all about the band. If you listen to their records, it was this most technically proficient musicianship for not much reward. They're playing shitty punk clubs. I saw them at the Slip Disc in Dallas. I don't know if you ever went to the Slip Disc. It was a squat. Though None of the toilets worked. It was basically condemned. And they were playing places like that end to end, you know, just the yeah. crazy touring, playing squats and doing things like that. And so we just couldn't have looked up to them anymore. And so we just devoted ourselves to yeah. them and their ethos and everything. And so my early band, Hackfish, we really just wanted to rip them off. We did our own thing with it. And thankfully, they took us under their wing and they started producing our records, started teaching us, basically. They, they took seriously. I don't mean that as a figure of speech. They, they molded us in their likeness, essentially, after we sort of endeared ourselves to them. We opened for them when they would come through Dallas and things like that. I mean, the year after we met them, we opened for them. Yeah. And then that's what started this sort of thing. So it just it means a lot that you and me started this podcast, which I'm loving and hope everybody else is as well, and that we get uh, a guy like this uh, so early on. So hopefully you enjoyed that episode. I, yeah. I did. I did, too. Um, and thank you guys for Excited for about our out. next episode. We've got Jared Kushner, another idol of both of I ours. I think it's going to be on. I think it's going to be dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Once again, uh, this it's is back. It's the rhyme animal, the incredible public enemy. D number one. Five O said freeze, but I got none. Can I swear that I never really had a gun? It was just the wax that the Terminator X spun. That's where you're going when you said once are again. You done? Are you done? Uh, thank you guys again for listening this is to the Zach and Mike make three podcast. Jealous of my flow. Um, yeah, yeah, you know what, man? You fucking you jealous of my flow. You go flow somewhere else, bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go flow somewhere else, bitch. Uh, thanks again, guys, for listening to Zach and Mike Make Three Podcasts. Uh, we are going to keep these going for you. And uh, yeah, it means a lot that you're checking them out. Uh, and Mike, sign off. Tell them bye. Ah, see ya in Hecklestein. All right, guys. Uh, thank you very much, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>